Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. My name is Drew and as always I'm joined by my good pal Kirks. Only pal Kirks. My only pal now, how are you? Good. Back for uh, part two of our pre-season look into FPL around your kitchen table. The what the fuck are we going to do podcast. Yeah, kind of sounds like a, a dodgy cooking show. (laughs) <laughs> Two guys around a kitchen table chat. Yeah, it'd be easier though. Easier if we were cooking. I kind of think though, if we were cooking, I'd be like cooking something like. Is this like a pre-made like intro story? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just as soon as I said kitchen table, there I was like cookery show. Okay, how do we? What tie would this I down? be cooking? Like I'd be cooking something like tiger prawns with oh, no, totally making a ham and cheese sandwich. roasted red pepper. Fresh garlic cream with basil infused alioli, and be like, and Kirk's, what are you cooking this week? You're like, I'm cooking <laughs> cat food on a cracker again. Spam ham and easy single. You know, spreading the cat food on your cracker. Yum. It's kind of like a metaphor for this pod, really, isn't it? I'm going out and getting fresh ingredients, making a nice dish, and you just turn up and Shit, do what you <laughs> Believe it or not, that wasn't planned, Kirk's. Ah. But uh, yeah, around the kitchen table pod. So I don't know about you, like FPL starts tomorrow week. It's actually very quick, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I've been planning this for weeks and now I realize I haven't done any planning at all. I've spent 30 minutes on a draft that I'm semi happy with, but it won't be my team come next Saturday. And um, been doing a bit of writing for FPL. So I, I, I have all my strategies in my head, but I just just haven't put a lot of thought into my team. Thing is, I put thought into it like two or three weeks ago, and now I'm like transfers, injuries, you know, pre friendlies and all that. I'm like, oh fuck, I should have just waited. I should be doing all the work this weekend, but uh, it's too late. Already yeah. did it. But sure, we've what a week. Yeah, we've like seven days. By the time we uh, finish this pod, go home, go to <clears> sleep, <throat> wake up, get over a hangover, <laughs> and start working on our teams. And um, I'd say we've roughly a day. <laughs> we've seven days on paper but hangovers like now last day. what like four days yeah since uh covid and lockdown and you don't really go out that much with your friends i've had one and a half pints when <laughs> <laughs> you drink at home and like four beers is you know hits you like a truck some of these lads are going to be uh, hard to pronounce tonight like the really easy guys like <laughs> dally stevens like who's dally yeah, who's he play for but, uh, we don't have a huge structure today but i think we want to go through our own strategies and uh we'll wing it from there yeah i think it's the it's the blank game week one isn't it and um new players and the approach to the first couple of weeks yeah and i, I joked last week i called you the you saying both to the pod because went down well I, I think with the fans you do have a ridiculously good start in fpl like i don't know i, I do know what you do but like I don't know how it keeps on working. Like I'd say, I, three years in a row, you've got. It's gonna get. I'm gonna get caught out. Blocks. I'm gonna get caught out. Eventually, maybe not this year, but eventually. This is a tricky year, but uh, after that, Usain Bolt got COVID, which kind of did he? Yeah, is more like you. I can imagine you being the COVID version of Usain Bolt. He probably cured it with chicken nuggets. Possibly, yeah. But uh, we'll start off anyway, and uh, I want to go through our own tips slash strategy just kind of a broad look at what you do at the start of the season and uh we'll take it from there 
So what are your kind of do's and don'ts at the start of the season when you're picking your initial draft, when you're planning for the first few weeks? Yeah, so it's probably the same as last year. It's just, it's a little bit tougher with the blank game week one, especially with United, Burnley and, and City. Um, I don't really care about Villa, but like I probably would always have a Burnley player in. Um, I definitely have two or three C players and the way United are playing, I probably would have had at least one or two. So that makes it a bit harder. Um, I think it's just about planning the wild card. I mean, I'm 100% going to wild card early again. It's probably going to be like game week three, game week four. So I'm making a team for two game weeks, three game weeks. And like, that's all I'm doing. And I'm going to make a brand new team for like game week three or four. And I remember last year I put a Rigi in and it was like, you know, he's going to play because Salah wasn't back fit or Manny wasn't back fit or whoever. And it worked out. And it's that approach um, again, just like I've got, you know, Justin in my team for Leicester at the moment. I've got Salah in my team at the moment because I think they'll play the first game, maybe the second game, and then they're gone. So I think that's the same approach as, as last year, but just keeping in mind the, the trickier start. Yeah, I pretty much agree with that. This year, I'm, I'm slightly more concerned with the whole early wild card and the fast start that I think me and you are quite similar in our thoughts on FPL. And I think I've actually picked up the fast starting from you. And like my plan is to get out of the blocks as quick as possible. Um, your game week one team, and I, I said it a while ago, is it's like your first wild card of the season. Yeah. So like you have a, a blank canvas. You can pick anyone you want for like two or three weeks. So why would you pick that for like 10 weeks? Yeah. You know, some people kind of pick their team and go, this is going to last me for 10 weeks. I'm not burning my wild card. But like if you pick a team, like you said, for three or four weeks, you can kind of maximize yeah, and those fixtures. I don't always spend all the money either. I mean, I probably am this time because I need a United player or a City player on the bench. But it's about getting as many, many points as you can from the first couple of weeks, not having the perfect team, like you said, for 10 weeks or like having the best value players or whatever. It's about getting as many points as you can early in those couple of game weeks. And that means playing a bunch of four million players because they're going to play, just do that. Just from any kind of point of view not necessarily FPL like the longer you leave something I think the more it dilutes so if you're picking your team for four weeks you're obviously going to maximize the points rather than if you're trying to extend it for 10 to 12 weeks yeah this week this year honestly is concerning me a little bit just because it's it's kind of hard dealing with the city and United players not playing in game week one and then we'll talk about all this I think later on in the pod but you have to use your first wild card by game week 16 but we already know there's going to be a blank game week and double game weeks, yep. I think, between game week 16 and 18. So people are going to hold I, off I, I and really, use the wild card then. really nice double game week it's going to be, isn't it? Because like, it's United and City against Villa and Burnley, like when they, whenever they pop up. Mm, that's so really... I'm never going to hold on to my wild card, but I'm a little bit worried in that respect. That's probably your free hit gone in that first 16 weeks. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of thinking... Just say the likes of me and you. So just say we say we pick our game week one team. We say we're going to use it within the first five to six weeks. And it's probably going to be earlier than that. So you're picking the team, concentrating on those fixtures, get as many points as possible. I think I said this on the last pod. So you're getting probably more points than someone who's looking longer term. And then you're going to wildcard, flip that on its head and kind of get more points for them over the next four to five five. game weeks. So you've kind of already hit the first 10 game weeks. You've hit the ground running. Well, you should have, if it all goes to plan. But yeah. yeah, what happened to me last year, actually, I went out in front very quickly. Um, I actually got caught at the end on our leagues with people who had kept their chips. 
So like, the people who had beaten me in the leagues were actually people who were using their triple captain and their free hit at the end. So like, it's great having that lead at the start and it's puts people under pressure, but I suppose they still do have their chips to use yeah. to close that gap at the end. But like, they're the ones chasing. So you know, it's a better position to be in, but um, yeah, I suppose they're, they're still out there to be used. Yeah. But I do like the early wild card because you can get on the best enablers. You can kind of switch your premiums. You can. But I think you're taking more of a risk. Take Oh, yeah. And you can take advantage of early fixture t- changes. So like the likes of Arsenal, they have two really good fixtures at the start, but then it gets horrible. So yeah. if you're like wild card and early, you can get Aubameyang out. You can. Yeah. And the fact the City and United aren't playing, it means you can actually spend the money on Aubameyang and whoever else you want. I'm, I'm probably going to go triple Arsenal for the first two because I'm wildcarding. So yeah, because I don't have to worry about De Bruyne and Fernandez and all these guys, I can actually spend the money on Aubameyang and spend money on whoever, yeah. Willian or Pepe or Lacazette or whoever. So you're still happy to go with that strategy. I think I'm going to just do it because it's more like stick to what you know better, the devil you know, <laughs> but I'm a little bit more apprehensive about it this season. Yeah. Just because of the... I, there's there's so many unknowns though that... Like, say you save your wild card and you're like, no, I'm going to keep this for like 15, 16. Like, who's to tell, like, the little lads don't miss games because of COVID or a game doesn't get cancelled? Or like, surely we're better off using this card now. We know we're going to, it's all going to kick off next week. I know I'm going to wild card three or four. I don't know what's going to happen in 10 weeks. Yeah. And then you have people saying, well, I'm not going to use my wild card because I'm worried about COVID. But just say there is a bad break in England. Job. Oh, it's a yeah. defensive use of your wild yeah, card yeah, yeah. rather than a in attacking and maximizing it in my opinion but just say there was a bad outbreak of covid like the last time the game got shut down we got unlimited transfers there was talk of a a third wild card being added so can you imagine we get an extra wild card yeah third wild card because we season, use ours. yeah and then me and you have already exploited our first wild card and got as many points as possible whereas someone's kind of shoehorning in yeah their actually, second one work out better yeah i think so I, it's riskier but i think it's got more potential yeah i think that it's risk to get ahead though, so that you're putting people under pressure to copy your team. And once people start copying your team, they can't catch it. So if you do manage to hit something like that, people don't have yeah. your, your way in for whatever the next 10, 15 weeks. And the way I look at it, I think it's better to take your risks early because if they work, like you said, you're ahead of the curve. People are always working towards getting your team and you're focusing on kind of getting to the next template players and, yeah. It'd be very hard for them to catch you. If it doesn't work, I like, don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, if it doesn't work, the first five or six game weeks, just say we've made a big mistake, we've fallen a little bit behind. But you have like 32 game weeks to catch up. Johnny, you have a lot more time. Yeah, it is a to different change game. your strategy. It's a total different game for me though, because I haven't, I probably haven't been in that position since I started doing this properly. So like, if I have a bad start, I'll have to actually learn how to deal with that. <laughs> it's weird. Um. Yeah, but no, no, but you will. But like you have time on your side, form will become kind of more clear. Uh, little strategies will start emerging, and you know, people. Yeah, I think it's a slow race to catch up, though. You have to be just chip away at it. You can't go mad. You can't go like, oh, fuck, I'm behind. I'm going to bring in Mares and captain him every week. Yeah. Like you're fucked if you do that. So I think if we go out all guns blazing at the start, it works. Happy days. If it doesn't work, we still have time to catch up. But like for those that kind of play for the long term and play kind of slow and steady, they can never come back and get our fast start. No. Whereas we can kind of rectify things. They can't. Yeah, well, we, we, can always, really. we can always change our plan going forward. There's nothing they can do about their bad start. Yeah. And then we also know 
what they're going to do with their chips. So if a kind of a template plan emerges with when do you use your free hit, when to use this, we can kind of build for that. And even if we don't have a wild card, that's, probably take a minus yeah, four, or minus eight. That's, and, that's usually my plan is like go mental at the start and then try to get that patch between the first no wild card and Christmas. Strategic planning. There's no mentalness. <laughs> go mental at the start <laughs> and then go template from now to Christmas. That's That was my kind of plan last year so that you just didn't lose points on people. Um, I don't know how it's going to work this year. but Your problem is the longer the season goes, the more <laughs> you have this sense of like self-implosion. You, you uh, have this kind of hatred of yourself where you want your team to do badly in the long run. So the better I, you do at the start, the I just don't like being worst choices you make at yeah. the end, I feel. Definitely someone should take my team off me at Christmas and just like <laughs> play, play it like normally. Play it as safe as possible. Just get someone to... It would be a lot better. Like, I mean, I'd say if you... My worst weeks are always around Christmas. Not even take your team off you. Take your phone off you so you can't do anything. <laughs> Just leave it as it is and see what will happen. That wild card last year was fucking terrible. Oh, well. So, now you might not have anything off the top of your head. If you had like two or three kind of points of what to do at the start of the season, what are your kind of top um, things? Now, I have a few if you want to think about it. No, I would I would just say like stick to what you know. I mean, like Werner's a great... Um, kind of example of this like right i got Vardy at the moment he's like the premier league top scorer like he's playing for city or leicester who's going to finish top eight maybe guaranteed top six maybe an outside chance top four although i, I doubt it this season but like Werner's coming from another league i'm going to wait two games and see what see what he does see where he plays other people are just like 40 percent of the people in the game right now have him in i'm and that's that's kind of the approach i've i've got salah i've got bamiang i've got Vardy, the top scorers in the last three years I think that's like kind of part of my plan is like I can rely on these Tried guys. and tested. So they're the big hitters like from the last couple of years. And then it's a couple of punts. Like the people I know who are going to start who mightn't, mightn't play after game week three. So have a look at the who's injured and like, you know, who's going to start game week one and game week two and have a punt on them because they mightn't play again for the rest of the season, but you know they're going to play game week one. Like there's a couple of Leicester lads we're going to play Justin and Thomas are probably going to start. I know they've got that new lad who covers. Castanega. Yeah, he, I, don't, I don't know which side he's going to play. I think he's traditionally a right back, but he can play right back, left back. He yeah. can play I think that as means, a wing back and he can play midfield. I think that means Justin's probably more likely to start and Thomas is probably more likely to be benched. Yeah. But that, Justin's like four and a half. He's playing for Leicester and they've got okay fixtures. I mean, now's the time to have him in your team. Um, and it's that kind of rely on the big hitters you know Take a chance on the guys you know are going to start. And that's pretty much how I always play the first game week. Sounds good to me. Um, I've kind of covered it a little bit there in the intro, but I very much treat my game week one team as my first wild card. Yeah. So you would never use a wild card. Just say you're using your wild card in game week 20. Nobody ever goes, right, I'm going to plan my wild card from game week 20 to game week 30. So why would you plan your first team from game week one to 10? Yeah. You're kind of you're losing value in my opinion. Um, I would, if it's something you can do and you think it's going to be a good thing, I would try and wild card early, just because, like I said, you can maximize the first four or five game weeks and then the next four or five game weeks, and then people are playing catch up. When I'm picking my team, fixtures are king, so there's no form. We talked about it last week, but last season's form might be a little bit more relevant because it's uh, only a few weeks ago. Yeah. There hasn't been that big a gap, so like, do take it into account. But when I'm first taking my uh, sorry, making my selections, I'll probably look at the fixtures first and foremost. 
Uh, preseason's a big thing for me. I don't know about you, but uh, I keep an eye on all the friendlies. Um, no, I take it I, into I account. Sure. Some people say preseason means nothing, but you, you get to see who's getting more minutes. You get to see. I think the form is a little bit more important than people make it out. Like we already said, it, if Patrick Battenford is scoring like eight goals against yeah. uh, Nace Town Rovers, take that with a pinch of salt. But uh, if there's a guy you want in your team and he's scored in three or four friendlies in a row, like that's only going to breed confidence. Yeah, it's more. I suppose it's more that is he playing? Like, yeah, if you're trying likes, to figure out who the starting midfield is. They're probably going to be have played in, in a brief in a preseason friendly. Exactly. Um, do you know, managers are planning to play football matches, and there's no better way to do that yeah. than by playing football trying matches. To get lads, yeah, trying to get lads fit and trying to get them working together. So like they're going to play them. Now, saying that, I know the Arsenal game last week, they played Martinez and goal and they played holding. And that was more shop window stuff. Yeah. Which is a little, um, it's hard to read it, like who's in the shop window and who's trying to get match fit. But um, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking at all the results and all the, the scorers to see if anybody's going to bring maybe a bit of form into the start of the season. Yeah. Like last year, the the key guy I can think of is uh, Lundstrom. He played in three or four of the preseason friendlies. I think he completed 90 minutes in two or three of them. And he was just always there. And all the Sheffield United fans were kind of the in the nose, as you call it, were saying, <laughs> he's he's not a starter. Like, he's not going to play. And everyone on Twitter was wondering, well, why is he playing all these friendlies? And it yeah. turned out to be... Why are you getting them fit? Like, why are you getting a match fit? Why are you getting them through all the tactics yeah. and all this kind of stuff? There was no obvious guy who was injured or they were waiting to bring back. And I that think was, That was in KDB last year. Yeah. Like, he was getting match fit in those preseason and kept coming out with things like, you know, I'm back to my best. I'm back fit. I'm back match fit. Like it was just like Kirk was like, bells, and you're nine bells. and a half million <laughs> bells know. everywhere. You mentioned like, that about a hundred times on our preseason pods last year, and uh, I still didn't listen. First time I got KDB in last season was game week thirty. I know you stuck to your guns though. In fairness, yeah, not that's <laughs> not to be good, proud of. Good, bad, but stuck to your guns. I went into last season without Trent or KDB, and it absolutely slapped me across the face. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Robertson. Yeah, I had Robertson and Van Dijk. Yeah, see, I don't mind that. That's not bad. Like Robertson was the top point scorer the season before. Like it's yeah, just didn't work out. Um, right, I'll skip on anyway. But uh, I think just plan, plan, plan. I think you can't over plan for the start of the season. Not that you can't over plan. Make your own plan. Yeah, have a plan. Have a plan. Whatever it is, look ahead for the first few game weeks. Stick to your plan. Um, I said it in one of the articles there. Just play without fear. A lot of people go into the first game week and they spend maybe a month, six weeks picking their first team and they put so much effort into that then they do nothing for like six or eight weeks. Yeah. They're like, I'm going to see what happens. But like, don't be afraid to make uh, spontaneous or it's kind of speculative moves at definitely. the start. Yeah, I mean, if you play the template team game week one, you're going to be two million, three million because you're going to be in with everybody else. The guy who's going to be number one after game week one is going to be the guy with the randomer. The guy and we're all calling him an idiot. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's probably triple captain some guy who's hit two goals in, in the first game week. Like, he's some randomer who's just going to be like, hit it. But that's the point is, like, he's after hitting those points because he's after taking some mad chance. Yeah. So you have to step away from the template if you want to step away from being in the middle. Yeah. Would you agree? I said this before. Like, the template isn't so much a template as people think. So people oh, there's think so many. The template, there's templates within there's the so template. Many players, yeah. So like people kind of think, oh, everyone has the same 15 players, but like everyone might be picking from the same 60 players. Yeah. But there's like tons of templates in there. You're like a maths guy. Like when you go one to the power of two to the power of eight, <laughs> like that could be like a hundred teams in there. Yeah. But I suppose it isn't, like it, isn't, it isn't a huge pool of players, but like, I suppose like we had a massive problem last year trying to uh, 
tell Willie what a, a fucking outside chance was. Like, all right, pick someone who you think is going to do well, who's not like a, a common pick. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, Vardy. He's like, Vardy is not a differential. <laughs> like, yeah, but he's not Fernandez. He's like, yeah, but Fernandez he's, is still in he's Portugal. Probably, <laughs> he's probably the third most popular player. Like, he's not a differential. Like, I don't know what you think. Like, well, when did, when does it constitute a differential? Like, if nobody has him or if half people have him, like, I don't know. But, like, I think people have a weird idea. Like, I'm going differential. And it's like, that's not differential. You've just gone with another version yeah. of the same template. It's an interesting one because Vardy probably is a differential this season and you have him in your team just because so many people are Bro. going for yeah. Ferner. A lot of people are going for Kane. Like, Spurs have good fixtures. So, uh, there is different... De- definitions for differentials it, is, think, it does come down to percentage ownership though I mean, because you're playing against other people so yeah. it's not like trying to find this random guy's going to get a goal if everybody has him it doesn't make a difference so it could be a big name or it could be a big price player but just not owned by other people um like vardy then that's a good great example like top scorer last year you would think he's not differential but he could be yeah i think he will be i think how much is he 10 million he is 10 million the extra money is kind of putting people off but like you said at the start of the pot you're getting the league's top scorer i think he got 23 league goals he uh in the last five seasons he's probably he's playing west brom and burnley hit a lot of goals and like he's even playing man city he has quite a good record against man city but i'll probably have him out although saying that he's got west ham at home and villa at home the next two games so I'm just going to have a look at Werner. I might switch to Werner. Well, I might even start with Werner next week. But but if you don't start with Werner, you have the luxury. Just say Werner gets a goal in the first two games. Vardy gets a goal or two. You can keep him for City, West Ham, Villa. Yeah. Or I could swap him on and make, make myself half a million. Build yeah. him a bank, game week one. Oh, here we go. Build oh, a bank. I should have had that as my tip. Build go your bank. How, how do you build your bank, though? Um just don't fucking lose value on players like chasing after things that have gone up and like all this kind of stuff. I often like have a few million in my bank just so I have the flexibility to make transfers. Like, so say you're not sure about Werner and Vardy. So you bring in Werner, but leave half a million in your bank. Game yeah. two, Werner suddenly playing fucking left midfield and can't get used to the premiership and gets kicked around the place, gets sent off, gets injured. You can bring Vardy in like without taking a hit. Yeah. I you might that, need a million though. Cause what if, uh, Vardy goes up point one. Yeah, I know. After game week one. That's that's actually kind of scares me a little it's, bit. Uh, like, you have to watch the bandwagons as well. It's a reactive game. I don't it's know like how. It's not, bank it, as at well. least it's not instant. I mean, you do have like till the end of the day to have a look at that and make sure you're not going to get priced out. Cool. Before we move on, any other tips you can think of at the start when you're picking your team? I'm happy enough. I think we've kind of covered. Yeah, have a plan. I think it's the main point, isn't it? Um, before we wrap it up. We'll just say, don't do what Willie does. Willie oh. is one of those people that will be like, Reactive. right, I'm going to wildcard in game week 16, and he'll pick his first game week one if team. If listen to the pod last season, I, I, we took the piss out of him every week. But he'll pick a team that's going to like stretch out for 16 game weeks. It just won't work. Like, How can you do that? It's reactive. But it, it's probably a very consistent way of playing. It's, it probably guarantees you whatever not this season well he, it should guarantee he boasted you all last year my way of playing guarantees you top 50k <laughs> 50k okay he didn't and in fairness it used to but it doesn't anymore it, it probably still could i think he got fucked over with the the wildcard covid thing a little bit but yeah um 
Yeah, it's reactive. But like he, he but if, if he wasn't going around licking people, he wouldn't have got COVID. So yeah, no sympathy for him. <laughs> I don't think he got COVID. We've talked briefly about our strategies and it might have seemed quite long to people, but like we're so intelligent when it comes to FPL that that was brief, <laughs> to be honest. So we're oh, going to yeah. move on yeah. because we yeah. could be here all day. It's a whole yeah. pod really if we want to. People can't understand what we're talking about. We need to keep it simple. Exactly. So I want to go on to something a bit more simple. And uh, it's a topic I think you're good at because... You're used to slamming teams on this pod. Love slamming You've teams. You've become famous for slamming the likes of Everton. And Villa. Mainly Everton. Villa's kind of understandable. Some people kind of are like, why does he hate Everton so much? <laughs> so what I want to do is we'll just look at two or three, four teams, maybe two teams each. Oh, Palace as well. Pick a team there who you think is going to do well this season. Obviously, I don't want a top four team. I don't want Wolves. Oh, man. Not the obvious. Wolves are obvious. Wolves. What about Arsenal? Yeah, go for it. They're not a top four team, so give me your argument. Right. They're well, uh, I mean, an the up team. I mean, I could have gone Chelsea, but that's a bit of a fucking weird one, or obvious one. Um, Arsenal, I like Arteta. I think he's got a he's the best manager of um, Lampard, Ole, that kind of going for top four kind of thing. I think he's actually, not that he's a, a pep disciple, but I think he's actually, he seems to know be making good decisions and kind of, I like the way the team is going. But um, like their end of form, the end of season form they had with the like, they tightened up a little bit, a bit more tactical. Like even like against Liverpool, like they were probably the conceded the ball and whatever, but they were still really dangerous. I just think he might have a bit more kind of going on. Um, he has tied a Bamyang down. Um, he, is that official? Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Pretty. Well, actually, maybe he hasn't signed it, but I think it's pretty much done. Um, he signed a couple of defenders. Willian, I think, is a good signing. Um, the people like Saka coming through. I just think they have a, a good core and a good manager, and I think they'll be better than last year. Now, for FPL, I don't know if that means there's better value there or not. They're, they're all quite... Like, Aubameyang's quite high-priced. Pepe's overpriced. Um, but someone like Enkedia, I think he'll play, and he's, he's a decent price. I think Pepe's overpriced at $8 million. Yeah. Just because he's gone down from nine and a half minutes. I don't even know where he's going to play. I don't think he will play. Like, I don't think he's guaranteed a starting spot. It depends on what formation they play. If it's four, if they play three at the back, so if it's three at wing backs, uh, or if it's, um, what's the other one they're going to do? Four, two, three, one. But I think Willian might play in the center. He'll play right. That's it. It's either going to be Saka or Pepe, or else Willian goes right and Cabellos goes in the middle with Chaka and, um, Eleni or Torreira in the midfield. I don't know. I, I, he's got options, like, but the thing, the point is, I think they'll do better than last year. Okay. Um, their fixtures aren't very good at the start. I like, like the first two: Fulham and West Ham, and then they've like Liverpool, Sheffield United, Man City, Leicester United. But then game week eight, Villa and Leeds. Not too bad. But yeah, uh, I think I'm I'm keen on them because I'm wildcard and early, so the first two fixtures are really really good. Um, I don't fancy Fulham, West Ham. Who knows what they'll really be? But uh, I just, I just think he's got like Aubameyang is one of the best players in the league. In fairness, like you can't, you can't yeah. discount his points and his goals for the last couple of seasons. Um, and he just seems to have a bit more about him than um, the last couple of managers. And you look at Arsenal, like they were on a a decent run post lockdown, but they won the FA Cup and they won the Community Shield. Yeah, they they seem to be able to win mm. a little bit uglier. You know, like mm. the old Arsenal way of like if, if we don't win by playing ball and like working into the box and like all that old kind of cliche shit. Um, 
they're tight and Aubameyang yeah. will nick you a goal they, they can do tight like it, it's, he seems I, Luis is an odd one to me I don't think he I don't know if he likes Luis or whatever but, yeah, he probably will but they have a lot of guys come back from injury as well new players they've got your man Mary coming in they got Saliba coming in they got your man they signed the other day Gabriel so no over the season will Luis be phased out probably but Bellerin keeps getting linked away. I kind of put him down as being one of my bargains of the season at five million. Yeah, he came back from an injury at the end of the season. I think just his pace just gets him out of trouble a little bit, and then he's quite good going forward. Just you just can't seem to say fit. No, but um, it sounds like he's off to Italy or PSG. Or I think the only downside to Arsenal is I'm surprised they're letting um, what do you call him not the Miles. Whatever. Miles not it sounds like he's not going. Not the Miles. Yeah, um, he was man of match against Liverpool, and I think. He needs to play midfield, and I think he's actually a good player. I don't know if it's a contract thing, but that 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 kind of seemed odd to me. Sounds like he's staying. Um, when you mentioned Arsenal there, someone who stood out to me, and it could be completely redundant because he might leave, was Lacazette. Yeah. Just because he's eight and a half million. He was nine and a half million I last season. I don't think he'll start. But, right, just say he does stay at Arsenal. Last season, he got 17 attacking returns. He barely played half the season. Hmm. Like, Arteta seems to fancy Nketiah a little bit more. But, like, just say Nketiah wasn't in, in form and Lacazette got into the team for six, seven games. He gets returns. Eight and a half million, yeah. he's definitely going to get returns. Like, if you look at the year before, he got, like, 25 attacking returns. Yeah, no, he is. He definitely produces in the in the six-yard box, that kind of stuff. I think he could be off, though, is the only thing. If he's off, they don't really have anyone up front other than Eddie. But they could put a Birmingham up in the middle. Play yeah. Saka left and play William Wright. And even Ozil can come into the middle if they're going to play that formation. Ozil has a five-year contract with Fortnite, which is not allowed to <laughs> break. He can't play any football next season. He's getting paid 300 grand by Arsenal to play Fortnite. And Fortnite are paying him probably another 300 grand a week. He's living the dream, so he is. Yeah, maybe he's um, guy. But then Martinelli. Another- is injured till it says here New Year's Eve. Fucking hell, what's he got? Oh, probably his ACL or something, is it? Yeah, but I was about to say, will he come back in? But obviously not. I, I think he's a good player. Um, so do I. I think he's a good a player that Arteta would like. Fucking December, Jesus. It's a long one, isn't it? All right, I'll go on to my first team. And I really thought you were going to pick Southampton. I was like, who am I going to pick? Southampton <laughs> or my... I know you like Southampton, but yeah. just from an FPL point of view, I think Southampton are going to do very well. Um they overcame that horror show against last Leicester last year. Um, they came back post-lockdown. They're in great form. Their defence was quite tight. I read a stat that they conceded less goals in the eight or nine games after restart than they did against Leicester in that one game. <laughs> um, they fell apart in that. Very we know all about their... Yeah, didn't they get a red card? Yeah. Danny Ings got hauled off at halftime. Um, I brought him into my team that game week. I know. So before his little <laughs> kind of resurgence, I brought him in and I actually got him out the next week. So I missed the first two games of his resurgence, but I got him in quickly after that. But uh, we we all know about Danny Ings. Um, he's the real deal, isn't he? He is. And you know what it is? It's, it's, it's not like someone like, you're going to hate me for this, like Martial, who's a really good striker, but he's, he's lazy. If Ings isn't in form, he's still going to run around. Like he's still going to get that shitty goal where he chases down the goalkeeper or defender and get a rebound off his face and in. Like he's still going to get that. And when he's in form, he then gets like really good finishes like yeah. on the end of things. Um, so I think hard. eight and a half is still fair. Yeah, it's okay. I think he was yeah. kind of underpriced last year. It was. Yeah. Obviously in, in hindsight, hindsight. Yeah. Like six million, I think he was last year. Two and a half is a big jump. But he was, was he the second top scorer in the league? But he is always going to get you something. 
because he works his ass off to get yeah. something. And he kind of showed touch wood that he's over <laughs> his injury problems. Like yeah, I think last that's... season was quite good. I think I don't think Liverpool really wanted to lose him because um, he he would have really fit that mentality, but he just had a really really bad spell at Liverpool with the injuries. Yeah, um, and he's he looks fit now, and that's that's big part of his game is just that intensity. Shea Adams kind of was an absolute joke shop last season. I remember seeing him for was a Birmingham in the Championship. Oh, I, I don't couldn't understand why he kept playing. I remember doing a review on him. And kind of going right, he scored a lot of goals, but I think he scored no goals at the start and no goals at the end of the season. Hmm. And then last year for Southampton, did absolutely nothing. He ended up with four goals and four assists. I think all oh. four goals were after restart. Yeah, that was it. But that's a good point He's as well. Of, form. But people who take time to adjust to a Premier League team, the Premier League pace, and it's yeah. a, maybe a point to watch for uh, any player coming into the Premier League. Yeah, he's only six million. He scored in preseason so far. What formation are they playing? Since, I think they're playing two up front. So even though he has competition, like I think Obafemi, the four four two then is it is okay. I think it's a variation of that, yeah. Yeah, because they have Iman Armstrong on the left with, or on the right with Bertrand, don't they? And then Bertrand's on the left. Oh, Kyle sorry, Kyle Peters, Peters on the right. right. Yeah, so it's it's Armstrong on the left with, with Bertrand. Yeah, so it's probably like a four four two wingers. I think they're gonna miss uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg a little bit. I did read uh, something about Spurs. He didn't play. A few of the games at the end of the season when they were doing in that better form again. Yeah, I think Hasenhutl kind of Hasenhutl froze him out just because oh. he was always going to leave at the end of yeah, the season. Maybe, he wanted yeah. to leave. Um, his replacement, Romeo Oriel Romeo, came from Barcelona. Like yeah, via, brought up in there. Was it Le Messiah? He's blah, just one blah. of those like average. I won't say average as in bad, but like he's just like. Just takes on. He's generic. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what he is? Even like, he's a real generic footballer. Like, he'll shield the back four. He's he's quite good. Like, he'll pick the ball up off the the defenders. He'll move it on. He'll uh, fight fires and stuff. But like, he's a very generic player, whereas Hoiberg is real. He'll drive on. Do you know, yeah. he's a, a leader, but he'll, he'll break lines and he'll get forward a bit. He'll score the odd kind of spectacular goal. Romeo won't. No, but definitely not. Isn't Romeo the most generic looking fucker you've ever seen in your life as well? <laughs> it's like if you made a computer game and you had like face one. <laughs> on Hair any computer one. game. It could be FIFA making a football there. It could be on like any kind of action game where you're making your own character. He's the generic guy. Yeah. Face one, body one, color skin one. It's like, <laughs> exactly. hey, it's fucking Romeo. But uh, hopefully you do all right. Um, they brought in a center half from Spain, Sally Sue or something. He's highly rated. He could be quite good. I think at the back they are quite solid. They've like some good centre halves. They've uh, walk Kyle Walker, Peters, Bertrand, very good. McCarthy's a decent goalie. Yeah, they're 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 balanced. Yeah, they they should be okay. Like in the league, like expecting to finish mid table, but they're they are liable as well to go on a, just a horrible run. I like, remember last year when they got hockeyed and they were quite close to the relegation, and then they got out of it, and yeah. then they went on another run. Um, yeah, they got good players. Like, they play good football, and he's got a good yeah. attitude towards the game. So you'd expect his FPL points in there. They're quite cheap as well, other than Ings. And like I said, I think Ings will turn out to be decent value. Um, I I'd rather Walker Peters than Bertrand, though, isn't it? They're half a million. Yeah. yeah, I think I said it in another piece somewhere that uh, Danny Ings is eight and a half million, and he scored. As many goals last year as Firmino has scored in the last two seasons. And Firmino is a million dearer. So, like, yeah. don't talk to me about value, <laughs> motherfuckers. 
and Southampton, they play Crystal Palace, then Spurs, Burnley, West Brom, Everton, Villa, Newcastle. Like, it's a good run of fixtures. Yeah. Right, Kirks, putting you on the spot. Give me a team you think won't do well. And I'm not going to accept West Brom or... Yeah, um, I know. I'll, I'll give you Chelsea. Oh, um, like that's that's a lot bolder than your Arsenal pick. Yeah, I know. Well. Sorry, go for it. <laughs> the Arsenal wasn't great. Um, Chelsea could be could be brilliant. I mean, the players they've signed are actually like class. You might have Ertz and Werner, like. But I suppose my concern is just one Lampard, and two the back line, and three how to get all these guys in the team and playing together, and like you know winning games. Like they they were kind of odd last year, like. They were hammering people away from team or away from home, and then they weren't able to win a game away from home. And they were, we called them the road warriors. Yeah, for a while. Point. But like Tammy was on fire, then he was shite. Uh, Mount looked good all season, but maybe never returned as much as he could. Havertz will probably take his spot now. Kante's on his way to Inter Milan by the looks of it. Can I like stop you now as well though? Don't go into too much detail. Because there's a section on Chelsea in the pod <laughs> later on. I, I suppose my concern is Chelsea are very highly valued in terms of FPL. Like, um, I could see it going all arseways and Lampard getting sacked by Christmas. Is Lampard just playing football manager? That He's just yeah, playing there. Like, like, I'd like to see him keep one of those guys on the bench. Like, I'd like to see Zayic, whatever his name is, and maybe... Uh, maybe even have to start on the bench in a game week one and two and then kind of stick into like a formation like having two central midfielders having a for, like not just fucking everybody in there and going we're going to play two six <laughs> eight because I'm after spending a load of money on these lads like yeah. I think that would be the end of him if he does um, so I'm definitely kind of sitting waiting watching they could be brilliant I mean they're class players but how will he manage them I suppose is my concern and there's our favourite American coming back, Christian Pulisic. <laughs> Pulisic. Uh, he probably got as much slamming as Anthony Martial last season, but I think he's actually going to be a really good player. He kind of showed near the end of he's the season. So he's so direct. Good. Like, if you gave me a choice, like they're kind of both like attacking like Martial and Pulisic, I'd go with Pulisic. I just think he's so dangerous when he gets the ball and he's going at the goal by himself. But at the same time, he can also disappear. And he's not a great team player. So like, he has a bad game, he just... He's off by himself. You wouldn't even know he's there. But when he's on form and running at the goal, like he's, he seems really, really dangerous. I don't know about FPL, though. What, what price do you know? He's eight and a half. I think that's a bit of a bargain. He should play. It'd be interesting where your man Zayic plays. Zayic? I think it's Zayish. Zayish. Something like that, yeah. He's going to play where William played on the right. On the right. He played in the middle a bit last season, but... Yeah, but imagine he plays on the right and he's, he's meant to be a good cross for the ball. Yeah, putting and, in on the left. But I would have thought, like, oh, I suppose Werner playing in the middle. And then you got Havertz in the 10, Pulisic on the left, and then Kovacic and... I don't think Kante's going. He said he's off the intro. I don't think he's going to He go. wants to stay, but I think they're trying to shift him. If they get 80 million or whatever they're looking for, they will. He's 29. Yeah, they have Can a lot of... Him, they have though? a lot of, like, Barkley, Loftus-Cheek, uh, Gilmore... There's loads of guys in there, but nobody I'm, does the Kante job. I I'm just—I don't know what they're going to do. I'm just interested to see. They could be brilliant, or they could be all over the shop. Cool. I'm going to pick another blue team as my team to Everton. not do very well. Not Everton, because it's too <laughs> obvious. Even though I think Everton are making some shrewd signings. Yeah. See, they got a Hamet. I—that's I, a fucking daft signing to me. I, I, your man Allen looks like a better signing. I think Allen's going to be good, and the Decore I think is a good player. That's a good, a good, good Premier League player. Yeah. yeah. 
There's a bit of energy there with Decore and Allen. I just but don't uh, know where Hamas fits in. Maybe Siggy's gone. Let's move on from everything because I didn't pick them. <laughs> I'm picking Leicester. All right, go on. I think they overperformed last season and they absolutely bottled it. Like they were on for top two at one point. Yeah. Then it was like they're guaranteed top three. Then it was like they must come in the top four. And then post lockdown, United reeled them in, but they never really looked like hanging on. And I know no. it went down to the last day of the season. Probably a little bit of bad they, luck. They would have taken that at the start of the season. Yeah, but it's hard to. It's easy to say that at the time, but they were, yeah, they were oceans of points yeah, clear. Were, yeah. But I just think their squad is a bit, uh, what's lopsided. the word I'm looking for? <laughs> not even lopsided. It's a bit uh, one-dimensional. There's not really, they don't, I don't think they can switch and do anything differently. If what they do isn't working, that's it. Did the ball over the top kind of quick break, kind of? Pretty much defend reasonably well, get the ball forward fast and then try and play Vardian. If that's not working, they don't really have a plan B. Um, their defence is riddled with injuries and suspensions for the start of the season. And old age. Yeah, a few games in. If they haven't had a good start, I don't know what they're going to do. Their midfield, they've so many midfielders, but they don't really have that many game changers. Like Madison, we were laughing at him last season. He's a really good footballer. He's real cultured. He looks good on the ball. He's terrible FBL there. He just doesn't <laughs> do anything. No assists and no goals. Like the odds... The odd one, like what was his, yeah. I don't know what his return was last year. If I was to guess, I would say like five and five. But um, he promised a lot, and then just, yeah, he huffed and puffed, and uh, but then there's a load of guys that are just the exact same, like your man, uh, Dennis Pratt, Yuri Tielemans. I thought he was going to be a lot better than he he was better. He is a baller, but he just he doesn't really kind of dominate games or take control of them. They've like Chowdhury. Your man, Iozzi Perez is average. When Harvey Barnes is hot and cold. When they have a full-strength team, they're dangerous. They are. And then like even, their first 11. And sorry, when I say underperform, like we're saying they should have been in the top four. I think they'll be in the top eight, but I don't think they're going to get anywhere near the top four. Uh, I don't think they're going to be in top six. Just so my guess there, I said five and five, six and five. That's a pretty good guess. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think they're going to come top six. So, which will be Top a little six. bit of a disappointment. So, what have you got? You're going to go Pool, City, Chelsea, United, Arsenal, Arsenal Spurs. And if there's where you come into a problem, I oh. think Spurs and Leicester will be fighting for that last one. I think Everton are going to come ahead of Leicester. I want to see Everton before I put my money on them. Wolves. Yeah, Wolves go down there. Burnley. No. Burnley with their nine players that they have. <laughs> All right, guys, you have to play for free this week. Uh, Leicester bought Castanier. Don't know how to say that. By all accounts, Timothy Castanier, by all accounts, he's going to be a good signing. Five and a half million is quite dear. Had him in five million. Who knows? Um, is he left-footed? No, I think he plays... I don't know, to be honest. I'm going to Google him. I think he's officially a right-back who can play left-back and can play in midfield. I did. I, that's all I know. He can play across the two sides. But I imagine Pereira's back, he plays right-back. So is this guy like a, the replacement for Chilwell or is he like just a utility guy who drops in? Who knows? You look that up. There. I'll look that up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Leicester, they're going to, I think they're going to disappoint a little bit. Great. Defence very light. Like if Johnny Evans is injured, they have to play Wes Morgan, who's like you said, is about 60 years old. <laughs> He's injured now. He well. wasn't even that good in the first place. Like he won a league title, which is one of life's biggest mysteries to me. Up there with, uh, what's his face? Was it Morgan and Hoot? Yeah, that was Hoot, wasn't it? It's like the slowest backline of all time. <laughs> Two tanks. We're a week out. I don't need to know your exact team, but I want to know a little kind of 
synopsis of it. So just say the deadline was tomorrow. Who's nailed on in your team? Who do you think is not going to change between now and next Saturday? Aubameyang. Okay. Because I'm early wild carding and Arsenal fixtures are good. So I think he's in. Um, less than obvious than that. Keda, I think, is in my team for the first two weeks. There's and little... Can I stop you there? Yeah, you There's a mini Nabi. Nabi Keda. Nabi Keda bandwagon going on on Twitter. And there's like a few lads go, like going on like really clever. Like, Genie Wijnaldum's gone. Look at this guy. Like, he had these stats at a RB Leipzig. <laughs> um, this guy, like, Jesus, he could be he could be like a bit of a differential. Where did this guy come from? <laughs> and I, I would just like to point out, rightly or wrongly, and like possibly idiotically, <laughs> Kirk started the Keda bandwagon at the end of last season. I brought him in and <laughs> I took him out again. Um, he's actually quite an attacking player. Like, I think it, I think Liverpool are going to play a little bit different this year in that they got bogged down with teams who sat back. And I think they will go for a few more teams at home, especially. And I think Kate is a big part of that. I think this season they got blocked out so much, like with people defending deep, that I think Kate is going to play more. Ronaldo might be on the way out. Um, but he's actually quite dangerous. Like, he's got. He likes to get on the end of a cross. He likes to get up, run with the ball. Like he's quite a, an attacking midfielder for five and a half million at Liverpool. Which is, to me, it's just value more than anything else. So he's in my team for the first couple of weeks. See how he does. He could potentially be my way to get Salah out of my team. If he's playing and he's getting any kind of returns of five and a half million, I'll drop Salah and put that money into a City player or a Chelsea player. So are you saying Naby Keita is going to outscore Salah? Is that what you're saying at the start of the season? Per million. <laughs> per million. Um, but I, I, again, I could take a risk because I'm, I'm wildcarding so early. Um, if he plays the first game and he's deadly in the second game and he's shite, I'll have to reassess and maybe stick with Salah. But he, he's a way to cover Salah, I think. Like he has a goal in him. He has an assist in him. He's a midfielder, so he gets the clean sheets. Kirk, uh, you have to remember, I say this week in, week out, you shake your head at me. A lot of our listeners are idiots. So you're saying <laughs> Keita, five and a half million plus six and a half million could cover Salah, not Keita on his own. Yeah, I'm thinking like if you have Henderson and Keita playing in your team. Oh God, it's getting worse. Henderson scored 120 points last season. Okay, keep going. <laughs> you add you add Ronaldo and Henderson's points together last season. They equal Salah's. It's two players though. For less than money. So it's like Salah and a 0.5 million guy. Yeah. Actually, it's cheaper, it than that. it's cheaper than that. It's about a million and a half, two million cheaper than that. Um, the problem with that tactic is you lose a Liverpool spot. That's the that's the cost. Like you could have Salah, Trent, and another Liverpool player. So if you're willing to sacrifice a Liverpool spot, that will cover the points. Um, I think five and a half million. If he's playing, that's incredible value. Oh, it is. It's all a matter if he's playing. If Genie goes to Barcelona, if Thiago doesn't come in. Yeah, get on Keita. I think if Thiago comes in, he's just the ready-made. I, I think Thiago replaces Fabinho in, in in home games. He's not defensive enough, is he? He's not. Fabinho does a not lot defensive of the as in like a tackle, but he's like that holding playmaker. Yeah, I'm sure it, we'll talk about United soon. But uh, Van de Beek. He's better than Donny Van de Beek at defending. I think, even though I kind of associate Thiago with being this real silky. He's good at dribbling. He's got great range of passing, but he actually is like. He's a nasty little fucker as well. He put his foot in. Yeah. He covers the ground. Not that it's a direct comparison, but you know the way Jorginho was playing that kind of 
holding midfield spot. Quarterback. Yeah. He's a little bit more quarterback than kind of dirty Matic, Fabinho kind of player. Yeah. I but know. yeah, I, I agree with you. If Keita kind of starts the season, five and a half million could be a bargain. He's like, I think he's proper box to box compared to Gene. Genie's a real link up. Like he'll get the ball in midfield, he'll turn and he'll move it on really yeah, quickly. He, he but he mightn't say give it to Salah and then burst into the box himself. Yeah, this guy, I think this guy likes to get get forward and get on the end of crosses. I could see him scoring a few headers like from a pass out wide, running to the box and getting on the end of it. Yeah, I, I'm looking it up now, but I remember there was a season for Leipzig that he would, he might have got eight and eight, eight goals, eight assists. He had a great season, but he's just lung bursting runs. Like people are comparing him to, yeah, uh, 16, 17, eight goals, eight assists. People are comparing him to Kante a little bit just because he's like, small and busy busy but like he's a lot better going forward yeah no and, he is um, he's, he's a box to box he fits into that formation well where he plays on the, i think he plays on the left of the three but he's he's able to get back but he's able to get forward i think a little bit more dynamic than um Vinaldum. dynamic is a good word Thanks. and uh jeremy collapsed like he was running so much for leipzig that he just collapsed one day <laughs> Fuck so him. Like, who was who collapsed you a while ago um in the Dutch league, Blind, was it? I don't know. Daily Blind? Yeah, does he have like a heart thing? Like an actual like defibrillator built into him. <laughs> Robocop. Terminator for a year. <laughs> anyway, not FPL related, so we'll move oh, on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, don't really know where you're going with that. But... It's just people collapsing. <laughs> if I had to pick my team for tomorrow, so the question was, who would be nailed on? And like, Give us like... The obvious one and give us like something else. There's a week to go. So like you could change your team 8 million times. Vinagre is 100% in my team. He's 100% in my my week three team. Okay. He's just in my team because he's four and a half million. I don't really care if I'm going to start him or not. He's he's either going to start or he's going to be on the bench. At that price, he's just going to be in from the start. Can you imagine the opening day he gets an assist? Wolves beat Sheffield United 1-0. Already he's 4.6. I actually might have to bring him in just because of that. You know, and I know there's a lot of hypotheticals there. Um, I can't see Kyle Walker-Peters not being on my team. Yeah, he's another one for my wild card. Four and a half million. Uh, we're going to talk about it. I think we're going to talk about structures. Day one, Aubameyang's going to be on my team because I know he's coming out in game week three. So he's a very much a, a placeholder for a Man City midfielder. A placeholder who I think is going to do very well in the meantime. Um, I've been trying to make... Drafts without Salah. He's in my team, but I don't think I'm married to him. Salah is one of the best FPL players you can have, though. Over the season. Over but the you season. can do without him for five and six game week periods, just if you pick them right. If you can, yeah. That's, yeah, so if he's the same writing. If I we think... look at his like opening fixtures, we'll talk about Leeds in a while, but like Leeds could be hell to play. And he any other kind of Stuff yeah, I'm reading about supported. them and their formation and but, their strategies. Yeah, promotion promoted teams always start the season well. Like that that tends to be the bit where they have a good run. So like will Leeds be that team? Who... I think I was saying at the start of the year when the fixtures were announced, people were saying, Leeds, Leeds are gonna want to do well, like that's a tough one. I'm like, they're gonna want to do well. Like Norwich wanted to do well last <laughs> season against Liverpool. It's a big difference. But the more I read about Leeds, the more like they just kinda they just run teams over, like in the championship. Now, they're yeah. playing the champions of England, yeah. the ex-champions of Europe. I have the same same problem with Fulham, actually. 
it's it's that step up of like what what football you're trying to play in the championship versus what football you can play in the Premier League. But like I've I've seen people talking about going without Salah. They play Leeds, then they play Chelsea. Chelsea are the exact kind of team who have like eight new signings. They're all attacking midfielders. Salah <laughs> could just run right through them. Then they play Arsenal at home. Do does them on the break. Ever, Aston Villa, Everton. You know, before you know it, you don't have Salah and you've missed out on 60 points. <laughs> or it could work out like those yeah. people are saying and be like, well, Salah got like two goals in those six games. I, I think you have to start okay. with him and see. Yeah. I, I don't think Liverpool will be... I don't know if they'll be as, as defensively sound as they were. Definitely two seasons ago, they were much better. Last season, not as great. Will they be... Like, will they leak goals? I think people got at them a bit at the end of the season and Arsenal obviously got that goal as well. But... Maybe there's a bit of a. Maybe they're going to be under pressure a little bit. I think maybe more draws, more like goals conceded. Yeah, and then the final guy who's been in every one of my drafts um, <laughs> is uh, Timo Werner. Like forty-four point two percent of teams have him. The big unknown. He's the big unknown. He's nine and a half million. He's one of the most expensive players in the game. Like for a million more, you can get Aguero. I know he's not playing in game week one, but like he's probably the most proven forward in the league. Yeah. It's the cheapest he's ever been in the game. But like when you look at Chelsea's fixtures, they play Brighton, then they play Liverpool, which is a really tough fixture. It's at home. He might make a goal. And like Liverpool aren't going to just sit back. Like he will get space in behind. He's He relies think, on his pace. I think a huge amount of this depends on how they perform in the first game. Then he plays West Brom and he plays Palace. I think West Brom and Palace are going to be two of the worst teams in the league. Yes, I agree. And Brighton aren't great either. Brighton, are, Brighton will have a go as well. They won't sit back. No, the, the Brighton are a funny one because they're capable of, of doing a bit of damage now and again, like kind of randomly. Like they, they could go on a six-game losing streak and then like beat Liverpool or City 1-0. But I'm just really, really, really looking forward to watching that game. So I think Brighton, Chelsea. I'd rather have Werner for the first four game weeks and have to move him out than not have him and have to bring him in. I'm leaving him out. I'm going to watch the first game and probably bring him in for the pool game. I, I will. I, I will bring him for pool game if I'm going to. If I'm going to have to take a hit on the price. And the the worst bit is like I'm kind of saying he's been in every one of my drafts. I can't imagine him coming out, but he does have competition. So there, like he's nine and a half. There's Jimenez at eight and a half, proven. Yeah. Ings at eight and a half, proven. Yeah. Kane one million more at ten and a half. Good fixtures and obviously proven. Like you are, like you said, taking a punt on Werner hitting the ground running. Yeah. Of all the punts to take, though, I can see like a nine and a half million, yeah, with the fixtures at Chelsea, who are really tacking last season. Like I think they were probably expected to go second or third in the league. It does seem like a good gamble. Yeah, but Tammy had a lot of like XG and big chances last season, and he missed a lot of it. I think Werner's a bit more clinical. And when Havertz. you think of all the Chelsea signings, right? So you have Havertz, you have Ziyech, you have. <laughs> we're going with Ziyech. Zish. Zish? I'm missing someone else, haven't I? Um, Werner, Zish, Havertz. Let's add in Pulisic. He's not a new signing, but another yeah. attacking player. I think Adoy will get time as well. He like, should get time. Werner's the constant. I think he's going to be the number nine. and like. And he could play wide left. He could play up front. Yeah. You don't know who the points are going to be spread out amongst, but like he's the guy they're all going to be trying to serve. Pulisic is out. Not 100%. He's 50% at the minute. I would say they might start game with one. I didn't watch the friendly now, so you could correct me here. But Werner could play on the left. Tammy Giroud in the middle. 
Yeah, he could play one of them just to kind of go. Yeah. You're still in the my plans, kind of. Ziyech got injured. Yeah, he's out. Um, Adoy. He and played Brighton. Adoy and Tammy. It's really weird playing Brighton in a friendly and then playing them in the first game of the season. One off. Well, my uh, boy Lalana. Ziyech's <laughs> pass though. No. It was like right wing, like. Oh, I did see it. Thirty yards onto. Say the header. He fucked up the header. Adoy. Was it Adoy? Wasn't a really stupid fucking header. He it tried to bounce it. He tried to glance it and just fucking hit it in the ground. Yeah. It was a great pass anyway. So yeah, they're my guys anyway. I think what did I say? Vinagre, Obamiang, and Werner. All my drafts have Trent. I'd love to not have him in there because it saves so much money, but I think I'll have to. I, I'm really hoping someone makes the argument about Robertson. Like he bet him on points the season before. Like, was he unlucky last season in terms of number of clean sheets and missed goals, missed missed assists? Like is there any case to save that half million, whatever it is? If it, well, if it was a million, yes. I think half a million is not enough for me. Free kicks is the, probably the difference then. Yeah, because they both take corners. They yeah. both take free, like indirect free kicks from like opposite wings. Just Trent takes the direct ones and he's just a little bit more. No, his, his numbers are better, like his XG and his XA. But just like you can't, Robertson was outscored him. Like he is capable. Two seasons ago, though. Half million. Is Trent improving a little bit more? Yeah, than half a million. Robertson You're probably is. right. It's just not enough for half a million. Um, at the start of the season, I was saying Trent needs to be eight million, eight and a half million to make it a decision. The fact that he's seven and a half million, he I think probably I should be nine million. Yeah. So I think the fact that he's not, he has to be on our teams to start off. I think he's in the England squad. He's training away. He's okay. Yeah. Didn't play Charlie Shield, but I think he should be okay well, for the start. They're not going to play your man. What's his face? Nico. Yeah, I don't think they're going to start the league with him. He might get a few games, but they're not going to start with him. Nico. Is that the guy out of the Velvet Underground? Yeah, that's him. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we'll move on to the next part of the pod. And uh, have you any plans on your structure? So a lot of people are talking about, will you have such and such? Will you have like a four million defender, a four and a half million forward? Are you going to go for one premium striker? I, yeah. Do you have anything like that laid down? I think I went through it last year. There is ways to save money in your team. Um, it's easier to have a cheap playing defender than it is to have a cheap playing forward. So if you want to save money and put value into your team, it is easier to have a really cheap striker on your bench. Like So I've got Wickham in my team at the moment at four and a half million. But the next playing striker is probably around the six million mark. So you can have like a, just loads of four and a half million starting defenders. Oh yeah, I get you. So if you're going to try build bank, save value, it's build be- your bank. It's, be- it's better to have a low price striker in your team first, right? That's your first bench. Second bench is your keeper, obviously four million. You you don't need two fucking keepers for the first four game weeks. Um, and I think the same the same thing then happens with midfield and strikers, or midfield and defenders. It's easier to have a cheaper midfielder versus a cheaper starting defender. So I probably have a definitely a cheap striker, 100%, a cheap midfielder, and then a cheap defender, or maybe a second cheap midfielder. So it is easier to go big at the back, I think, at the start, if you're trying to have that value across your team. Okay. Um, that makes sense. No, it does make sense, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have, I'm looking at your draft here, and like it might change, but you have like Aubameyang, Salah, and Fernandez. So you have three oh, I big hitting midfielders. The, the problem with this is I have Fernandez on my bench. Yeah. Because, game because of the blank game week. So normally that Fernandez would be some fucking four million, five and a half, four and a half million guy. Yeah. 
and the guy I have the back of is Braithwaite at the million. I, I'd swap them, but I want a City or United player on my bench to bring in without taking a hit. And you want a United player on your bench more than a City player because they're playing Palace in game week two and City are playing Wolves. Yeah, so that's why I got Fernandez in there. So it does, it's a little bit different maybe from a normal season. Mm. Uh, I would normally have a cheap striker or maybe two cheap midfielders, but I've brought Fernandez in because I want that guy off the bench without taking a hit. Yeah. For my team, and this isn't locked in because we're going to talk about it later, there's a few factors that might come into play. But I think I'm, well, I usually do go for the four and a half goalie, four million sub, yeah. eight and a half on goalies. I don't care about goalies. I know, but are they not a little bit better value now than they used to be? Yeah, but like, I just think... Imagine, like, Pope last year, four and a half million. Like, he must have been, like, the best value player in the oh, game. by a mile. But I think I read the top scoring goalie last season, Pope, was 30 points ahead of the lowest score and first choice goalie that played. 30 points isn't a lot. It's just about saving money then. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about it in the next section, but I am thinking of maybe having two playing goalies, but at the minute I have like a four and a half and a four. I think I'm fairly set on my defense. It's going to be Trent three, four and a halves and a four, even though. Yeah, because you, you can do it. That's the same. There's so many four and a halves. It's the same point I just made. Them. I don't know if you're, you probably don't come up, to that same decision the same way I did but it's it's the same outcome there's so many options of four and a half five million for the defenders yeah and they're going to be good value I think um, the four four million defender the unicorn seems like it's going to be quite hard to find because vinegar is the unicorn at the moment for that four team. and a half but even a four million though uh, your man oh it's Chris Palace Ferguson is injured for Palace. The guy Mitchell that everybody was relying on. I seen Palace tweeting today that Van Aanholt's back in training. So then there's Ben Johnson from West Ham, the right back. He's kind of up against Fredericks. He might start, he might not. I think it's kind of 50-50 in preseason. But at the minute, there's so much value in defence. I would love to have like Van Dijk, Doherty, Dina, but it's just midfield is just full of premium options. It's hard. Yeah, more so, than ever. Rashford and Aubameyang as well. So at the minute, I'm going Trent seven and a half, three, four and a half, and four. Midfield, I'm going to have kind of like you, Aubameyang, Salah, and I have Rashford on my bench. Yeah. This is just at the minute. So three premium kind of guys. I think that brings into play, I'm going to have to have a four and a half million midfielder. And at the minute, it's Basuma from Brighton. We'll go into more detail on that because I think it's a question. And then I have one... Would you call Werner? I suppose Werner's a premium striker. Vardy's a premium striker. Yep, they're so, the same price. So I have one premium striker and then I have two mid-price ones. So I don't have a, yeah, a so Wickham. I don't have a... Yeah. Who's the Villa guy? Davis. Yeah. So I um, suppose the only thing you could change is you could drop down an Adams or Antonio to a Wickham. Yeah. And put that one and a half. Brewster's million. the guy. If he goes on loan... It's just the fucking spot, isn't it? Do you think Brewster could be like Greenwood last season? So Greenwood was four and a half million. He was yes. in your team. He kind of killed you, but do you think he might come on for yeah. 20 minutes? I, I think he will. I think, it's like I was saying Firmino earlier, doesn't score goals. I think it's the formation they change. I yeah. think if they change the formation to attack uh, defending teams, so if they go to a 4-2-3-1, I think that's where Brewster comes into it. It's more of a, a spearhead, kind of like in-the-box kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be interested to see what he does, actually, because Thiago comes in, they could play like Henderson Thiago as the two holding. Mm-hmm. And go a bit more attacking. Like put in a someone like Keita as a 10. How much better as a footballer is Thiago to Henderson? Just to put them side by side. Like they're kind of like. I think he's way better, but 
I don't know what it is about Henderson, but like Liverpool without him are just not. The oh no, same Henderson's game. best player in the world, but uh, <laughs> no, he is God. this season. But like, I just mean a built pure footballing on the streets in your like low down socks, oh. no shin pads ability. Just watching, just watching the Champions League final, like you could see what he's all about. He just like he seems to have the same technical ability as someone like Ronaldo, but just yeah. a bit more like tenacious, a bit more like heart, a bit more drive like you just so is Keita taking up a Liverpool spot for you when it could be you could swap Wickham to Brewster who might get 20 minutes I don't think Wickham's going to get any minutes I'm not looking for him to get minutes so he's just on you the, just want him to drop it's just the four and a half million striker yeah to be honest I might swap him for someone I don't even know just there's only sure. four I think in the game yeah. or five <laughs> yeah I know it's Actually, very low I need to make sure I don't pick someone I'm, this might be a bit weird I don't have any kind of I'm not really compelled to have three Liverpool players this season so people would say Brewster's blocking Liverpool spot, but I kind of want Trent. I want either Salah or Mane. Yeah, and like uh, Brewster yeah, will okay. happily be. Yeah, Liverpool I totally player. see that. But I might go for a double Liverpool midfield to replace Salah. And that would be my three spots because Trent being the first, then two Liverpool midfielders or so Henderson and Akeda to cover Salah. Yeah, and then I'd more than likely go Van Dijk, just because he's like 180 points a season. Man, I wouldn't be doubling up on Liverpool defense straight away though. Yeah, I don't think they'll the clean sheets aren't there like they used to be. I don't think cool. So that's a little bit on our structures. Now, I want you to talk to me a little bit about COVID, and I don't mean <laughs> how a, to avoid it as a balding, out of shape, whoa, 40 year old man. How oh, you feel? My long, flowing hair and leather jacket does not appreciate that comment. I don't mean in your own life, but like from an FPL point of view, there are some uh situations we have to take into account is COVID going to have any effect on your FPL play and I know you're like nah a renegade nah fuck so it so like you don't really care about these things how but like, can you, you going to take you, into account how can you plan for it well not a week goes past where you don't have a a random player test and positive so this week Thomas Susek West Ham fucking superstar best player ever yeah they're uh, biggest legend since Bobby Moore <laughs> Tested positive. So I he heard that he assisted himself. He made a tackle <laughs> in his own box, passed it upfield, got on the end. Of it. <laughs> but like he's tested positive. Adam Atore is tested positive. Not a week goes past. Are you kind of worried that it might affect your FPL team? It, it totally will. Um, I think my normal play actually helps. You know this whole build a bank shite. Like yeah. I'm always like keen to have a few options. To transfer out, I think that's really important to keep going forward in the season. You have to be able to like switch people out without t- taking hits. I think if you build your bank, <laughs> have something in reserve, this gives you flexibility. I, I usually have that anyway, so I don't think it's going to have a big impact on me, but I could see it causing havoc um, in the season for people. Do you think it will cause havoc for early wildcards? It depends who gets who who picks it up, like such as you and I. Don't no, it's not even who picks it up. So just say we talked about it at the start. Me and you are like all about exploit the early game weeks, get all the points. But like, what about a guy who is really like kind of risk averse, safe. safe, like Willie? Yeah, will hold, hold casual Willie hold his wildcard in the event that there's a big COVID outbreak. So all of a sudden. There's six to well, eight players missing. Me and uh, you are missing half a team. What happens then? See, if it gets to that point, will it not be all called off? Possibly. Like, you're talking about, for it to keep going and to affect you, I think it only has to be, like, a team. Like, 
Arsenal play away to some team in the cup and they all come back with COVID and there's four lads out and the league doesn't get stopped. But if like, if it's multiple teams, surely they'll surely they'll kind of pause it for a week or two. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't plan it for it because like, geez, how the fuck do you plan for it? No, I, I agree with that. And like I've heard some people saying we're gonna hold it till the end. But uh my view on that is I'm not gonna hold my wild card for something that might never happen. But like we're talking about like COVID going on without a vaccine until next summer. Yeah. Like they're saying like third wave, fourth wave, fifth wave, all this shit. Like I'm not planning Pablo to like Diabala has had COVID four times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not planning to use my wild card next fucking May. <laughs> and like it's in COVID wave 16. Like it's just, you can't plan for it. You don't know what's going to happen. But would you agree with me? Like if you hold on waiting for the COVID kind of strike to use your wild card, one, it might not happen. Two, you're using it defensively. And so you're when kinda, does it happen? Like what happens, what happens to like all these shitty fixtures? Like, that's what I mean. You're going to be using it for teams, you know, just say United, City, Arsenal, um, Chelsea, Liverpool, Wolves fucking whatever. So you're using your wild card for like Burnley and Palace yeah. and teams you didn't want to use it for. Best of luck. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? It's like one of those shitty free hit weeks where there's like four teams playing and you're like, should I use my free hit on Palace against West Ham and West Ham against <laughs> Fulham? It's like, yeah. no, nah, I'll kind of roll no, with my two players. I think we're on the same page here. I think we both want to use our cards aggressively on fixtures we are aiming at rather than defensively on. The back of yeah. something happening. I think that could be just a small problem with the pod going forward. Is you and I agree on a lot from an FPL <laughs> strategy point of view? No, not in a bad way. Like we disagree on. But we have where's Willie to like? No, I think we have a lot of the same strategy points, but like we've different views on players. So you think Adam Lallana could play for Barcelona? I don't. I kind of want to double and down on that. Such and such. But then myself and Willie had different views on how to bring the pod forward, which you disagreed with. Like, are you still ruling out us doing Twitch streams with no tops on? Because me and Willie were all for that. I'm, I'm pretty much ruling it out. Fair enough. Although, sponsor us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll what move on just quite briefly with the COVID thing. You're not going to let it affect you too much. Is it going to affect you in any kind of way where we both said we usually have a four and a half and a four million keeper? Do you think you might stretch to two four and a half just in case? No, I would be more likely to stretch to a five and a four if I was going to do anything. But you're still in the Which same situation. Which is completely there. the opposite way you're asking me. No, it's still the same situation. If your goalie's ruled out, you don't have a second playing goalie because he's four million. I, I don't think don't a care. lot of players are going to be knocked out. If one week comes along and there's a player out, I'll swap that player. I think if it's multiple players, I think there's a risk that the league gets paused for a couple yeah. of weeks. And my view on that is if you get in two rotating goalies, you're going to do yourself more more harm waiting on COVID. So you might pick the wrong guy and bench the wrong guy. You're going to miss out on clean sheets. The The COVID thing mightn't happen, but even if it does... It's like some sort of weird FPL advice. If you give yourself a decision, you'll make the wrong one. <laughs> Possibly, but like you might be doing all this and just gain yourself two points. Like I might have McCarthy and Nyland. McCarthy might get ruled out for COVID and the guy I might have had just say I might have had Ryan as my rotating goalie he might get two points that week so yeah. I've done a whole strategy to get two points in a random game for something that you don't know will happen yeah and then the same thing with a stronger bench so like I'm finding it quite hard to make a team this year the bench like you can get two playing bench players but they're like absolute dregs like I'm gonna Small have bone. a Suma <laughs> and uh I'm actually going to put small ball in my team at some yeah, point. This but I'm never going to put an extra half million into each player on the bench to get an extra two points. 
No. In the case uh, of COVID. It's weird because my wildcard team, I'm going to have to think about that. And I haven't yet. I, I am going to need at least one playing midfielder or yeah. uh, bench. So I think we're both going to deal with COVID as it happens and it's not going to affect our strategy at all. I don't think it Unless affects, both I, of us get I don't think it affects, fucking hammered with it ourselves I don't, and then end up in intensive <laughs> care and you're like, yeah, my strategy be different. Give me my phone! <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm okay because I generally want to be flexible enough going through the season anyway. Yeah, okay. Just a lot of people I see on Twitter are really planning. Ah, fuck it. How can you plan for it? They're planning for a Kirk's play. Like you said, you could get it. And what if you miss a couple of transfer windows? <laughs> are you planning for that? Exactly. So nothing else to do with that. Nah. Right, so I think we should move on to some listeners' questions. We asked for a few this week. Um, Anybody actually? Ah, oh, we got a handful. Not a lot. It's still pre-season. It's kind of quiet. Um, but there's a few. A few of the regular people... Asking questions. I'm not answering questions from Casual Willie. So you're ready for this, Kirk? It's Casual Willie. We need to get a a kind of segment for this. Last week, not last week, last year we had Willie going on about It's time. It's time. It's question time. You could always just use that snip and just like play it. Yeah. So we'll start <laughs> off with the serious questions. So Alan Duggan, we're going back to good friends of the show. Good, good friend, friend of, the show. of the show. And you know the way I always kind of call our listeners idiots and i'm always like we're a pod for in, a, in a joking way right yeah but we're a pod for like the kind of waifs and strays and misfits of fpl but i think that's a good thing like it's quite a highbrow pod like quite a lot of tactics and strategy cracks high finishes a lot of bullshit a lot of ability <laughs> but like we do attract quite lowbrow players for quite how <laughs> maybe we're not as highbrow as we know for thought. how highbrow we are but uh alan duggan there is a reasoning for this. There's a segue. Alan Duggan, if we were a class, he'd be that kind of arsy kid who's like <laughs> a bit of a mouth, but he's actually top of the class. Like he knows his stuff. Yeah, it's like, stop asking questions. I know you're right. I think he knows the answers to his questions a little bit, but we'll go through it. My problem with Alan is he thinks Willie's the bee's knees, but like Willie's not here, so. Well, you just contradicted yourself. How can do about it, Alan? How could he be top of the class bee's guy when he thinks Willie's the fucking... Exactly. So, Alan, talk is Johnson the best four and a half million keeper? Great fixtures up to game week 12, so he can be wildcarded out then. It allows you to get Kyle Walker-Peters, Dunker, Lamptey without a defence double up. If Button joins, you have a club double up for eight and a half million. Um, club double up? Is that, like a, is that something we want to aim for now? It's a safety net, so it's why everybody gets in Ryan and Button. Because oh, it's oh like, sorry, the two goalkeepers. It's the eight and a half million... If Ryan is out, you automatically have his understudy. Yeah. So yeah. if Button goes to West Brom, you have yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson's Sorry, understudy. Sorry, defender. Um, so is the question like a four and a half million lets you free up funds? No, the question is, is, is the question is, Sam Johnson the best of the four Sam and a half Johnson millions? the best? Um, Taking into account that he he gets rid of doubles, double ups. So just say... I don't think so. I so He's concerned about having McCarthy and then bringing in Kyle Walker-Peters and having a double up with Southampton. Or Southampton, having Ryan. And Southampton having. aren't like super defensive. So like... Yeah. I don't have any intention to bring in a Brighton defender at the moment. Um, I Okay, I suppose. Well, there's two things to this. I like having a four and a half million goalkeeper. Like, save the money. Brilliant. Uh, there's no Pope this season. Uh, even Ramsdale is five for Sheffield United. 
Um, who is in there? Who is a really good defensive team with a cheap goalkeeper? I don't think it's it's quite the same as it was. I think it's kind of Southampton. They're not def- they're not defensive though. So I think they're. they're I was saying earlier on, down. I would consider spending an extra half million this year and go to five million keeper, um, because they are capable of getting the same kind of points per million as a as a standard defender or standard midfielder maybe a little bit away from the normal tactic of spend as little as you can on the goalkeeper. Uh, Johnston, I haven't considered him. And to be honest, it's because I know nothing about West Brom and they're a promoted team and I'm expecting them to struggle. Maybe a good start, but they're still going to lose games, which means he's not going to get clean sheets. Uh, so my preference is to stick with all I know, McCarthy and Ryan. And if I was to spend the extra half a million, I might take a punt on Ramsdale because Sheffield United are very good at the back. Um, don't know. Did that cover it? <laughs> no. And Alan's <laughs> going to be the kind of guy that will just be all over that, Kirks. Um, so I'll try and answer that question okay, properly now. Sam I, Johnson used to play for Man United and he's deadly. Go on. <laughs> you answered a question very well. <laughs> I just don't think you answered his question. So like four and a half millions, is he the best? So he doesn't care if you're going to bring in a five million. I know okay. you're going to explain in that. But uh, when you think of the four and a half millions, there's like Ryan from Brighton. There's the Leeds guy, whoever it is. I can't remember what his name is. It's not the racist one from Real Madrid. <laughs> he won't be playing. But the other guy, if they don't sign another goalie, um, it's McCarthy, Sam Johnston. And I understand where he's coming from. So if you bring in Brighton, you're ruling out the likes of Lamptey and any of their defenders so there's like you could bring in webster you could bring him in that new ajax guy who started for holland tonight oh sure there's a few four and a half million guys for brighton um southampton there's kyle walker peters i know what he means you're not going to double up west brom i think that the the question is more do you want kyle walker peters (laughs) a little bit like west brom are going to be under the cosh but i think they're not a good footballing team so they're going to have to set up to be defensive so I think won't. they will nick clean sheets, but even if they don't, he's going to get save points. Like he is a good goalkeeper. Yeah. And it is, there's no West Brom defenders you want. So you're kind of ruling that. There's no West Brom players for four and a half million that I'm going to bring into my team. I do understand that. I don't think he's the best one. I'm still going to start with McCarthy because like you said, stick to what you know. I think they're quite a good defensive team. So I'm not too worried about going with McCarthy and Kyle Walker-Peters. Like they're playing Palace, Burnley, West Brom, Everton, Villa, and Newcastle in their first seven or eight fixtures. Yeah. Uh, since... I, I, I can see his angle. I don't like having a double up on poor teams. I, I, yeah. that, it, it makes sense. So if you want a Lamptey and you want a Kyle Water, Walker Peters, then it makes sense to go for a Johnson. Um, but I don't want a Brighton defender. So okay. I suppose that's why it maybe hasn't come across my radar. Yeah. So would we say there's absolutely nothing wrong with this theory? It's quite clever. Like I, yeah, no, I, like I, that I totally. And I, it's the same as I, I always have this thing where I don't like players playing against each other. They commit to one or the other. Like if you have two teams playing against each other, bench one. If someone has to come out on top, make a decision. Cool. Um, the only other goalie who I haven't really thought of is, and I don't even know his name, is the the Leeds lad. The more I read about Leeds, their fixtures are quite tough. They seem like a hard nut to crack. Like they're uh, they're super intense. Yeah, it goes back to like it's all BS, Let's so watch. Like, let's yeah. let's see. First two game weeks, we're wild card and early. Let's have a look. 
if someone really catches the eye game week one, I'll get them in. I'm kind of reactive game week one. I'm going to be looking yeah. to see what price rises are coming in. Let's just to see what Leeds do. Like they're against Liverpool, it's going to be a hard game. But like if they're really impressive, like by all means, get someone in. Yeah, they play Leeds. Leeds play Liverpool, but then they play Fulham, Sheffield. Sheffield United, right? On fixture tickers, it's a tough game. Like they're hard to break down. But like going forwards, they've nobody. Like they must have the worst forwards. They've about <laughs> five forwards in the game. The best defensive like midfielder Billy forward Sharp, ever. Mousset, McBurney, yeah, David McGoldrick. I love McGoldrick. He's a good footballer. It's, but a, like, it's incredible what he can do. Um, I'm actually really interested to watch Sheffield United this year. I think year. Leeds are going to beat Sheffield United. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see. I think Sheffield United are. Everybody knows what they do now, and they're relying on a couple of players like Baldock. Um, they're like. People know what they're going to do. Like, is that going to make a difference? I actually, at the same point, I'm actually also interested in Ramsdale. Like, he scored reasonable amount of points last season. I think he must be for a half. shaky team. Yeah, like he's playing for Sheffield United now, who are really defensively solid. Like, is that not a, a really good, like, option? He's five million, so it is a risk. So I'm not going to jump in on it, but I'm going to watch it and see. Yeah, very interesting how uh, Sheffield United handles. Uh, this season cool next question comes in from Jim at JJ Geezer 87 on Twitter this will be a quick one stick to what you know or take a chance on a few newbies from what I know on Jim he doesn't know a lot so he <laughs> should go all in on newbies but what do you think stick to what you know just in general um, like that's what we were saying earlier on I've got Verdi I've got Aubameyang I've got Salah the top three goal scorers from the last three seasons the only people I'm taking a chance on are cheapies who might play a few game weeks yeah but uh, Jim doesn't know a lot. So what if you were Jim? Stick to what you know. Or stick to what we know. Stick to the little stick bit what about other people what know. you know. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Stick to what other people know. Okay. So in general, stick to what you know. Yeah. Don't they, take too many risks. It, look, the, I think the tactic we're, we're saying is wildcard early, which means you get a chance to look at these guys. Don't yeah. take a chance. Have a look at them. Then make a decision. That's fair enough. Um. The next question we go to comes in from FPL Rogue, an old friend of yours. Yes, an old friend of the show. Um, despite his blank in game week one and assuming Sancho doesn't arrive this year, thinks Sancho will arrive, I don't. They're still search. trying. They're, they're talking about agreeing um, personal terms today. Like, if we can agree personal terms, we'll talk to you about the price. It could, I think. Just fucking could. give them a bag of money, like. He's <laughs> exactly what United need. Oh, I see. Like, just whatever they want. Like, He's like, the goal and the age as well like he's just like he's 21 dropping they've been looking for a right-sided attacking player for god knows how long i suppose the problem is who greenwood's not it he has to go to madrid if he just if he's leaving like if you want to make money on him but anyway look i think i think i agree greenwood's not a right-sided player greenwood is the number nine for united over the next whatever 10 years so that ties in with this so if sancho doesn't arrive is tony from france a viable option and someone going under the radar uh, you're the wrong man to uh, ask <laughs> he's not under the radar uh, he is a good option and he's not the right option for United going forward <laughs> does that cover it? FPL wise he's, 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 he's good but I, I just don't know how he's going to stay in that team going forward but I suppose I'd say because he's no competition <laughs> he's literally the only guy that's going to play number 9 Greenwood should be playing number 9 he sure, I agree and Sancho that. should be playing right side and Rashford shouldn't be playing left, but Rashford is a very uh, 
So, Kirk, Tony Marshall, right? 200 points last season, Mm. 26 attacking returns, his best season in the Premier League, and you're saying he's not good enough to be United's number nine. No, he's not. In what way, though? He's too lazy. He's he's a failed left winger who can't play left wing because he's too fucking lazy. (laughs) So, Ole goes, right, Rashford, you're tactically fucking capable. You play left side, and we leave that lump up forward. He's got a good strike on him. He Now and again, he, he takes the player on. But he's so lazy. Like, he just stands he there. He Flat-footed. Like, just, he's a really good player. Talented. Like, brilliant striker to ball. Could take a player on. Is good little one-twos when he's in the mood. But, like, as a number nine for United, no. Like, could you imagine how many goals Lewandowski would have gotten, like, in the second half last season? Or... Like any other top striker, like you've literally picked the best number nine in the world. That's who, and and you're kind of that's who United should have. They should have Lewandowski up front. They should have Kane up front. They should have Aguero up front. Whoever the fuck, Martial is a failed left winger who is being accommodated. <laughs> I'm fucking right. I don't care. Oh, God, um, a I, few things will put me off Martial you know this what? season. I actually really respect Ole's tactical approach to United's team. I think he's done a really good job. Um, he's identified the fact that Martial can't track back, will not contribute on the left side, and he put Rashford in there because he will. Okay. But I think he needs he needs Sancho. Sancho will be a huge, huge sign for United. Yeah. Do you know what I think about that? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Sancho first because as a United fan, my big problem with the United front three, so you've Rashford, Martial and Greenwood, is they all know they're going to play week in, week out. There's no competition. Yeah. There's no Matt there's, is not going to like knock them out. There's no fire up their arse going. If you don't perform, you're gone. Like Rashford had a few underwhelming games. Yeah. Post lockdown, he did break his back though. Yeah. He's like Batman. back. <laughs> Spinal. Uh, we're going to say that every half. <laughs> um, like Tyson, I said, Tony Martial. I think he's. I think he's quality, but like he does have underwhelming he, no, games. He is good player. Like it's. It's. He's so frustrating. You sound like a non-English speaking man. He is good player. He is good player. <laughs> uh, Greenwood, in my opinion, what is he? Nineteen. Oh, he's, he's one of the best finishers I've ever he's, seen. He's incredible. He he's actually, not a right winger. No, he's not a right winger. He he's gets. A, he's an incredible number nine. He gets one to two shots a game out on the right wing. He's not. He's quite fast and he can beat a man, but he's just not that guy that's going to beat men regularly and get the ball in the box. I think he's just a little bit lost out there. He's basically a striker playing the right side who has to come in to he's, do what he does best. Yeah, and like you said, I kind of think if you got Sancho, if you're paying 100 million, he's probably going to play week in, week out. He's definitely going to play. But then you have Martial and Rashford vying for the left wing spot. You've Greenwood, Martial, Rashford playing for the number nine spot like they're all interchangeable yeah. and they all don't know even though it's only four guys going into three slots all of a sudden you don't know if you're going to play every week and you've got up your game i think that's when Martial gets the hump starts sulking and doesn't fucking show like i just in the long run i, I just can't see it sancho to me is like I like just give them whatever they want for him like he's i think he's exactly what united he's, he's like needed. so young he's like Goals, assists, like tricky, like speed, just goals. Fucking paid them. Yeah. Like this is. And they seem to be happy to sell. If they get the right money, Dortmund will always sell. And it just, like you said, it just creates a great competition. Like suddenly Greenwood's now vying for number nine. Martial is like, oh, fuck, I'm screwed. Like this guy's got two feet and like he's 21. And to be honest, it feels like all of the United strikers, as good as they were and as many goals they scored, they're all playing in the wrong position. Yeah, a little bit. But to go back to Rogue's question, just is 
Tony from Fan Survival option yes. and someone going under the sure radar. Question. I think a little bit that he's not going under the radar. Just he's now a forward. He was a midfield last season. He's now nine million. Like I prefer Rashford. I prefer Bruno, but I also prefer some of the forwards in yeah, the mean, price yeah. range. So like you can get a Jimenez, you can get an Ings for eight and a half, eight and a half million. Yeah. You can get Werner for nine and a half. You can get yeah Aguero and Kane for ten and a half. I just don't think. Martial is going to... I think Rashford's going to be better. Me too. I think he's he's actually a very good footballer. He's a clever footballer and he's a busy footballer. Like, and he's on some penalties. Yeah. Like, they do seem to interchange. Martial takes no set pieces. Jimenez takes penalties. Ings takes penalties. Kane it's takes penalties. so frustrating. Guerrero takes penalties. I don't know what it's like to be a United fan and have Martial. It must be... To be honest, you're... You pick the worst possible time of the season to be questioning him. Because, like, <laughs> post-lockdown, he was very good. He had a he bit was. of hunger... He smiled a little bit. But he was actually involved in build-up play. He so smiled. Like, That's the most important thing. You guys in the stats on like uh, fancy scares. Smiles. One. <laughs> expected smiles per game. Zero. <laughs> but I don't think he's an FPL player for the start of the season. He might come into it, but I just think there's other options. Yeah, even though I I'd am agree. a fan of him. You hate him. I, <laughs> Fair enough. And the next question comes in from another friend of the show, FPL Dad. Why is my love for Southampton being met with such disappointment and ridicule? <laughs> Raffle Hoodle. <laughs> any, any thoughts Raffle on that? Raffle Hoodle. Ralph Hasenhoodle. Yeah, Raffle Hoodle. Southampton are like... I love... They're, they're I, a serious FPL team. Yeah, and I like Hasenhoodle. Um, I suppose they're just not consistent. Like, Do you know what the problem is with FPL dad? Now, you're not in this Twitter group, so you miss out on it. So... He's ramming three Southampton players down everybody's throats. Which three? You have to have three. No, just have three. Just have three. Either Armstrong or Shea Adams or... But you know what his problem is? He's scouring the internet and the newspapers looking for word on a fourth player to go to Southampton. And before the deal is done... So just say Southampton are going to sign... four. Just say Southampton are going to sign a Wolves player. He's going to get him in as a Wolves player and then he's allowed to have four Southampton players at the start. That's desperate for two weeks. Is he a Southampton fan? No, no, he's a United fan. Oh, fair play. That's actually quite impressive. There you go. But anyway, Southampton, they've loads of options. They've good fixtures. They finished uh, last season you with can a have, bang. You can, you can have triple Southampton and actually not impact your bank No, you have a that great, much. So, fire why ahead. not? Fire ahead. First four game weeks, Palace, Burnley, West Brom. Yeah, and like, Do it. was four and a half million for Walker Peters. Like, that's for nothing. You might be as well be on your bench. McCarthy, four and a half McCarty, million. four and a half million. Fine. Off you go. The only money you're spending is Ings, who's probably, what, the fourth, fifth, sixth best striker in the league. Half. Shea Adams <laughs> is only six. Yeah, knock yourself out. <laughs> there you go. Sad. You're I, got, getting... I got worth a prize in my team at the moment. He is going to love you, because so does he, I think. Yeah, he's taking corners and free kicks, whatever. He blah, takes blah, blah. corners and free kicks and nothing happens. I know, but... Check on him. How many assists did he have last season? I'm only doing it I'd say the, five. For the first two weeks. Four. And he takes every set piece. Ah, five goals scored isn't bad. But four assists. If he does five goals and four assists in the first two game weeks, I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on to the next question. Ah, it's Alan Duggan. Top of the class is back. Well, of course. Kirks. I'm going to put this to you. If we are ever looking for a farmer from Mayo to replace Willie, Alan Duggan is our man. Does he like stats? He, he knows his shit. I Does Willie know his shit? I don't know. But uh, you, so, looking for, you looking for like for like or just like someone else? 
I don't know. I've never talked to Alan off Twitter, so I don't know if he has a squeaky voice. I don't know if he coughs or if he like feels his own tits every <laughs> podcast. I don't know if he has all the ticks that Willie had. Ticks is the right word. So anyway, Alan. Alan knows we're taking the piss, but he's gonna he's gonna punish us for this because he loves Willie. He's gonna take it out on us. He says, best five and a half million or less for your fourth mid. Discuss why Richie is the best option and because Susek has such high ownership that a couple of bad weeks will see him lose value before the fixtures turn. Best so, five and a half is Keita. Okay. Uh, or a less fourth midfielder. Or else someone for your bench because you'll gain value and you can put him to your defence. Uh, Richie, fuck off. Sujet, fuck off. What else we got? That's it. Right. No, actually, you're good at the, the bank. So Susek has such high ownership that a couple of bad weeks will see him lose value. Yeah, that's so before after game after game pictures. week one, and he gets booked and doesn't do anything, and people tell him you potentially are You're at risk. Four point nine potentially at risk. No, I don't think. Well, I don't know how 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 owned is he? He's pretty high owned. Because... I, know, I, I think he said last week. I just don't get it. Like he got on the end of a couple of corners or something last season, and everybody's going mental for him. Like West Ham, they only got relegated like the last two or three seasons or something. Like Kirk, he scored a hundred goals for Slavia Prague the season before. Fuck, oh, they were really good Champions Manager two thousand one. But uh, do you know what? They had uh, Poborski. Yeah, I think we should answer Alan's question on its own merits. Five and a half, the best midfielder is Keita. He's playing for Liverpool, and if he starts, he's got way bigger potential returns than any other five and a half midfielder. Otherwise, you're looking at probably Santalan or oh, Podence for Wolves. I'm looking at him to see if he starts. <laughs> fuck is Saint Alan? Oh, what the Saint fuck? Saint, Alan Saint Maximum. Nah, 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 nah. Um, I am going to disagree on Keita just because he's not nailed on. I'm going to say it is Alan St. Maximum. He plays West Ham, Brighton, Burnley, Wolves, Everton, Southampton. He's kind of... Could you say he's Newcastle's talisman yet? They don't really have one, but he's the only guy that kind of threatens to do anything. Him and Almiron are probably like the only bits of quality. Well, they have... Newcastle seem okay, to be aren't they? threatening to do some good business. They've been linked with Fraser. They've been linked with Callum Wilson. Fraser would be good signing for them. I, I was going like to say, if they get both of them, but like, for me, I'm not a big fan of Stuart Armstrong. I don't really rate him. I don't see Even it. though he had a good end of the season. Um, Susek at 5 million, really bad fixtures. I can understand everybody had him in their drafts before the fixtures, and it might be quite hard to take him out. He's only 5 million. But he has COVID. He's probably going to... No, <laughs> he no, has the COVID. He's riddled with it. <laughs> he either has COVID, I can't remember, or he's quarantining him for it. Yeah. So he's technically going to miss the Newcastle game. And that's why everybody had him in. Because after that, it's Arsenal, Wolves, Leicester, Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool. And we were joking last week. If you have Susek, why not get in Mark Noble? No, I, I genuinely... There's just There just seems to be a mad rush for him. It's West Ham. Yeah, so I think... Alan St. Maximum is the best five and a half. You think it is Keita. But I completely agree with uh, Alan Duggan's sentiment there that uh, Susek is so highly owned that a couple of bad weeks in bad fixtures loses value. And then... West Ham lads. He could like, be four could point... You, like, could you imagine the difference? I mean, uh, this is a hypothetical. But 5.5 Keita starting for Liverpool. Susek playing for West Ham. I mean, what a difference. What a difference. What a difference. <laughs> but uh, I do think that is an important point, though. Yeah, it he is. He could drop in value. It's one of those things like when you're picking your shit players, make sure you don't lose value on them. 
Yeah, um, and especially if you don't bring in Tusek, you go really hard fixtures. The game weeks are going to turn especially, eight or nine. Bring him in when he's four point eight. Yeah, so and when the, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if he's going to be on your bench, I don't even why you'd go through all this hassle. Okay, uh, Willie, casual Willie, casual Willie, best four and a half midfielder. Basuma, Romeo, or good old Dale Stevens. Anybody else? What the fuck? Is he going to play one of these lads? <laughs> uh, the best four and a half midfielder who you're not going to play is the guy who's least owned, so you don't lose value. Okay. I think the best four and a half mil- million midfielder is the guy who gets 90 minutes every week and is going to get you two points. Smallbone. No matter what. Actually, He's not what? going to play every week. Smallbone's my choice. So, Willie, get Smallbone in. You're the Smallbone fucker. So, Willie, my guy is either Basuma or Anguissia from Fulham. Even though I think Romeo is going to play every game week, he's just so generic. No, there's no point. This is a bench player. Why is he even asking this? It's uh, just I don't such know. a... Who should I put on my third spot on the bench, basically? Such uh, a Willie question. So, so... so I'm nice. glad he left the pod. Oh. Like, this is... Do you know what he's been doing? Since he left the pod, he's been at home thinking up his most creative question. <laughs> and this is what he came up with. Who should I not play my team? Absolute joke shop stuff. So one of the last questions now comes in from Sheehan FPL. Um, good friend of the show. In the Twitter group with him. Oh, this is a better question. He's one of the... I don't know if it is. I, I was going to slam him for this question. Really? But I wanted to give him a good intro. So... He's a good guy on Twitter. I prefer this. One of the people I get on most with, but he's a really interesting background, right? So he's from Africa. He has an English accent. (laughs) He lives in Thailand and he bought an Irish passport. (laughs) What's his name, Sheen? I don't know. That's his first name. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's he's from... uh, How do you find us? Wasn't our country used to be called Gambia? Something else now? Could be like... That's where he's from. Well, how did he find us? I don't know. But anyway, we'll answer his question. We have reached Thailand. If you could only have two of Salah, KDB and Bruno, who would you leave out and why? And before you answer that, because you're sound like that, you're going to answer it. But it's lazy (laughs) because does he mean from game week one? So are we taking in blank game weeks into account? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Does he mean for the whole season? If you were to pick three guys, send Uh, forget? we We could be answering questions all night then. What does he mean? Like? I'm assuming from game week one because it's before the first game. Then you're picking Salah because the other two guys aren't playing. Ah. Do you know what I mean? It's just a very... I think it's a trap, that question. Okay, what if we were to answer it over the season? Over the season, I think KDB and Bruno are going to outscore Salah. Which I, I think is going to be controversial. I think I would agree. Not, that, not outscore, but I think I could do I could do as well leaving Salah out. Like I said earlier. For Keda. Ten and a half and eleven and a half. What's that? You're saving a couple of Yeah, I think it's 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 all about how to cover um the player you're leaving out. So like say if you leave out Bruno, I like Greenwood. Will Greenwood play? Will they get Sancho? I don't know. Uh will Van der Beek Van der Beek? Van der Beek. I think Rashford could cover Bruno at ten and a half and he's nine and a half. Um KDB, how do you cover him? Sterling's the same price. Foden and Maris? Yeah. Maris is eight and a half million. I know what I mean. Like you could have him in there and he scores points. How do you cover Salah? Like I think Salah's easy to cover because you got like a bunch of five and a half million midfielders. <laughs> you can't cover Salah with Henderson. You can. He, he scored half the points at less than half the price. 
No, I don't know if he'll get the same points now. <laughs> but I think I'm relying on Kata to cover him for, for that, like, value-wise. I mean, Bruno's probably the easiest to cover, but he takes penalties. I'm kind of like, you know, you get a lot of penalties, Old Trafford, all that shit. And can I just say another thing I want to say about Bruno? People are like, oh, United can't keep getting penalties. They can keep they getting can. penalties. Yeah, they will. They have a lot of players who put the opposition under pressure in the box. Oh, they're a very attacking team. They're in the box all the time. But people will say, Bruno can't keep getting these assists where he rolls it to someone who scores from 20 yards. Why not? But like, Bruno's in the middle of everything in United. He's Greenwood to the right, Rashford to the left, Pogba beside him. They're all guys who can score from 25 yards. Martial is like, Martial loves an L fucking curler. He loves a curler into the top corner. Um, that's why I have Bruno on my team because even though I think he'll get found out more than he did, yeah, and like, he, he won't be as up. good, he's still taking penalties. He'll still be passing the ball to these lads and he's going to play every game. So he's also cheapest of them. Yeah. So Sheehan, if you're talking from a, an overall season point of view, which I hope you are, otherwise it's a very lazy question <laughs> and I'll be talking to you tomorrow about this. I'd go KDB and Bruno. Obviously, game week one, Salah is the guy because the other Yeah, I think I say, Salah has to play game week one and then it's about swapping it in. I've got Bruno on my bench and KDB is coming in for somebody. Oba. More than likely. Cool. Uh, the last question comes in from a very good friend of the show and before I answer it, I just want to say Actually, my thing didn't mention game week one. <laughs> the, the thing asking for questions, I just said, we'll be recording our second preseason. You say it's getting tomorrow. close. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Game week one is getting close. And Fintan Donnelly's question is, when is game week one? Hey, do you know what? That is an excellent question. Because they've started the season, the last two seasons, I believe, on a Friday. Okay. And this season, it starts on a Saturday. The 12th. At half 12. So, Finty, the 12th of September, Fulham against Arsenal. Kirks, will that affect you at all? Do you believe in the early game curse for your captain? No. So people might be put off captain in Aubameyang. No, I don't like having my captain in the early game when he just fuck all and then I have to watch all the rest of the game. It's like <laughs> legs and fingers and toes But you crossed. don't think it's a curse? I, I don't think it's a curse. Cool. I think that covers all the questions. Um, I'm not going to go back and look now at this stage because we've said it. Because <laughs> we're like two hours into this thing. So we're going to have a weekly segment when the season starts. Oh, yeah. We're going to look at our, our old compadres team. Oh, we need a jingle. Willie, we'll have a jingle by then. We're going to look at it. We're going to berate it. We're going to critique it. But at the minute, Kirks, we can't see his team. So we don't need to see his team. What do you think? Where's Willie? He is lining up. Where is Willie? Where's Willie? Willie is currently telling us how Maddie Cash is the best fullback in the world and should have gone to Madrid a 5 million Aston defender <laughs> uh, he came out in his signing interview and said the only club in for me was Villa <laughs> <laughs> so I mean this guy is pure class <laughs> get him into your team Maddie Cash hashtag Maddie Cash uh, what else is Willie doing oh the, your man from uh, what's that team we didn't get up and he's the best player in the world and he's gone to the, Barama the Brentford guy yeah he hasn't gone anywhere yet. He's been linked with Leeds. Oh, he's Villa, not gone. That's how he went. Uh, so he's the best player in the world as well. He's and... crying about Grady Diagnaga, Dian, whatever his <laughs> name is, going from West Ham to West Brom. Yeah, all these guys he's not going to go anywhere near, but he's going to tell us about until the kickoff. And then he's going to have the template team. Um, hashtag Matty Cash. Cool. So we'll leave it there. That for, uh, <laughs> where's Willie? Um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. We've been talking a long time. That's one of my favorite pods we've done. Find it quite interesting. It might be the eight percent beer. <laughs> I can't speak anymore. That, that that was quality. Yeah, I finished this pod. I was sitting at your table. We were having dinner. I have two tracksuit bottoms rolled up for some reason. 
I don't know how that happened. As long as they're up and not down, Andy, we're doing okay. I think it's a sign that you're having fun. <laughs> so anyway, we'll wrap this up with the usual. Uh, we are the FPL Renegades podcast. Thanks a million to everybody who listened. If you did enjoy the pod, check us out on at Renegades FPL. Haven't said this before, but I was talking to Kirks about it. Kirks, we've been getting a few DMs lately. DMs? Ew. I don't know what that means. Uh, direct messages. Okay. So not people sending their cocks into the... <laughs> not what you would think. Not the Daily Mail. But a few lads just DMing us going, hey lads, really love the pod, keep it up. And I'm like, one, I really appreciate that. Two, I've never heard of you before. And three, <laughs> why aren't you retweeting the pod? Like They're ashamed. They're ashamed. If you enjoy, maybe they are ashamed because maybe I'm like, ashamed. our listeners are idiots. They don't want to retweet it and be known as Yeah, if you, be- <laughs> if you retweet it, you're an idiot. But look, honestly, if you're enjoying the podcast, and I know there's, we get the same few people listening every week. A certain group of people are enjoying it. Do retweet it. Help us spread the pod, get more listeners, get more engagement. We'll probably do more research. Not that we, I think we do quite a bit of research. I just like football. Yeah. And beer and takeaway. Yeah. I don't know if anything I say actually makes sense, but I don't listen back to it, so it's okay. Yeah, I'm the one who has to say that. <laughs> but look, we will leave it there. Uh, we're a week out from the game week one proper. I don't, know, the cash. I don't know if we're going to get to do a pod before game week one. We're going to try. And if not... We will if we have to. Yeah. I don't think there's going to change much, though, is there? I if we could do English, half an hour... My English is gone. If we could do half an English. hour pod... Just with our uh, game week one teams and why and all that kind of jazz, it mightn't be the worst thing in the world. We could do a half hour on our teams. But look, I just want to say, we do appreciate all our listeners. We appreciate all the questions we get. We know you're trying your best, so just keep doing it. Yeah. And, and uh, don't appreciate Crystal Palace, Everton, or Chelsea. Or Willie. Or Willie. So I think we're going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good night! <laughs>